0: So you filed your board appeal four, five years ago. You've been patiently waiting for that hearing. And the day has finally come. You got that hearing notice in the mail. You're excited. This is finally your opportunity to tell the judge your side of things and why you should win the case. But then you start to get nervous and you start to panic. Well, I've never done a hearing before. What do I do there? What's going to happen? Don't worry, guys. I'm here to help you out today we're going to discuss what happens when you get a board of veterans appeals hearing let's get into it hi i'm edward farmer i'm a disabled veteran and a va disability appeals attorney i'm creating this podcast va claims made easy to help veterans navigate their own way through the va disability system So before we get into the tips, let's just briefly discuss what a board hearing is. If you're not aware, so when you file an appeal to the Board of Veterans Appeals, you have an option for a hearing. And there's three different hearings you could have. One, a hearing at the VA central office. So this is an in-person hearing with a judge at the central office in DC. Now I, I don't recommend this one uh unless you live in the D.C. area or you happen to be traveling in D.C. at the time of the hearing. Next, you could have what's called a video conference hearing. So a video conference hearing is that usually means you go to your local regional office and you and your representative are in a room and the judges in D.C. in his office. And you. Basically having a, a video conference hearing with the judge him in D.C., dcu at the regional office the last one a virtual hearing this is one i recommend doing is by far the quickest option you're at your house with your smartphone and computer your representative is at his office his computer and the judge has their own computer and y'all go into what's like a zoom meeting and you have a hearing now there used to be an option for a travel board I think that got nixed, especially with COVID. Travel board is where you could have an in-person hearing with the judge. I don't even think they're offering that anymore, and that's by far the longest option. You'll probably be waiting six years before a travel board. So my advice, do the virtual hearing. Unless you don't have the technology, then do a video conference hearing. All right, let's talk a little bit more about what the hearing is. First off, it's non-adversarial. So what that means is there's not going to be an attorney from the VA who's there eliciting uh, negative information or arguing against you. This is your show, guys. You're the one there controlling uh, the tempo. You're giving testimony for your case. The judge, yes, may ask you some questions, but per the law, they're not supposed to cross-examine you. Although that does happen sometimes, uh, a skilled representative could help uh, protect against any potential cross-examination from the judge. But for the most part, just think of the judges as lawyers who have specialized knowledge of VA law. They're not judges in the traditional sense, so there's no reason to be intimidated by them. They're more like hearing officers. So it's a non-adversarial system. Next, the hearings really aren't there for you to make arguments. Now, it's okay to tell the judge your interpretation of the facts and and summarize that for the judge, but really the, the point of the hearings is to give testimony. You are there to provide evidence to win your case. So that brings me to my next point. Testimony is key here, fellas. So make sure you're giving testimony that's going to win your claim. So if you were denied service connection for a knee because there's no in-service evidence of it happening, your testimony should be focused around how you hurt that knee. If you're there to get an increased rating for PTSD, your testimony should be focused on what your symptoms of PTSD are, how it's affecting you occupationally and socially. Also, you guys could bring witnesses to testify on your behalf. That is okay. So again, going back to that knee, maybe you served with the medic who remembers you complaining about your knee pain. Bring them in to give some testimony. A spouse is also a good source of testimony, especially when it comes to mental health issues. So bring your spouse in to discuss what symptoms they observe in you. Remember, a good witness is somebody who is capable of observing what they're testifying about. Next, can I submit new evidence? Yeah, absolutely. If your case falls under The Appeals Modernization Act, so in other words, you filed this claim on or after February 19th, 2019, you get an automatic 90 days to submit new evidence or argument. Just in the hearing, make sure you tell the judge, hey, judge, I would like to submit some new evidence or argument. Please make sure you hold the record open for 90 days. They are required to at least give you 90 days. You could ask for less if you want. You could ask them to close the record if you want, if you're attempting to get a quicker decision and you're confident you have all the evidence you need. You can say, judge, that's all I got. Close the record. Make the decision as soon as possible, please. Just don't miss that date. If you try to submit evidence after that 90 day date, then the judge is not going to be able to consider it. And he's going to make a, a decision based on the evidence already in the record. Next, don't discuss issues not before the judge Guys, I know this sounds silly, but it happens every time. So if you're upset that uh, the VA denied service connection for sleep apnea, but you're there about your PTSD rating, don't sit there and argue with the judge about the sleep apnea thing. Focus on what the issue is before the judge and give testimony related to that issue. Next, do I need a representative? No, you don't need a representative. Maybe you're very skilled at presenting your case before the judge. In in those instances, you don't need a representative. But I highly recommend a representative at a board hearing somebody who has experience not only in hearings, but of course, VA law. I I recommend a credit agent or a credit attorney, although some VSOs may have the skills to get it done as well. But always recommend a VA credit agent or attorney. Watch my other videos about unaccredited agents for help picking out somebody who follows the rules of the VA. And now for that last tip. Now this tip is really important, guys. I highly suggest you do it at every hearing. Under the law, if you ask the judge to recommend evidence that you need to win the case, the judge has to tell you what evidence he feels you need to to win the case. That's a powerful tool, guys. The judges, you're forcing the judge to tell you what you need to win. So maybe he says, well, I don't think there's a strong enough medical opinion. You need to go get another medical opinion. Or there's not enough evidence of your symptoms. Go get some buddy statements about your current PTSD symptoms that other people have observed in you. So make sure you Ask that question, guys. Judge, what other evidence do I need to win this case? And that does it, guys. As always, happy to help. Contact me at vetlawoffice.com. Schedule a consultation with me. Keep liking. Keep subscribing. And as always, you have the power to win your people. Hey guys, thanks for listening. I hope this was helpful in navigating the VA disability system. Please continue to follow me and listen for further help. If you guys have a particular issue or story you would like to share, it may help others who have a similar problem. Feel free to reach out to me and we can talk about sharing your issue or problem on the next show. If you need some additional help, visit my website, vamadeeasy.com.